we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Willow Truman. And I'm Sequoia Kennedy. What are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> that was a really awkward beginning. That was the most. We've that had was, some awkward ones, and that, that was the most. That awkward. was the most awkward of the of the. What are we on episode forty episodes? Something like that. That we've done. So congratulations to you for getting through that. It was hard for me too. I'll quicken it up in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. Like I said, I'm Willow Truman. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. And we're talking about Ekinkar. 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 What? What language I, is that? I, it's, it's made up. Oh. It's made up. But, okay. So I've been sort of polling people in my life. Have you ever heard of Ekinkar? It's mostly no's. But I've noticed that the older people in my life have been like, Oh, yeah. And by older, I mean like 50 plus. So you just hurt some people's feelings. (laughs) Older than me. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So Ekinkar, like what the fuck is that? Yeah. What is an Ekinkar? Ekinkar. Well, Discovery Plus brought me here. My delightful Discovery Plus subscription that enables me to watch all of my reality show bullshit. You're probably like one of 10 people in the world that has a Discovery Plus subscription. And you know, it's done it's done us some good because I've talked about some Discovery show stuff here and here we are again with Discovery Channel bringing me to a brand new adventure. They are, they have done us a solid. They have. So I'm like I have what is it, like a thousand pound sisters on in the background and all of a sudden I get this commercial that's like Ekinkar. The path to spiritual freedom. Have you ever had a profound spiritual experience? Blah, 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 blah. And I like look up from my phone and I'm like, what now? What the fuck is this? So I ignored these ads for a good bit of time. Good, good. That's what you should do. Yeah. Until we were hanging out and I was like, you know what? Let me look up this Ekin car stuff. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is this bullshit? So I look it up and what do you know? They have Ekmasters. Well, we should say Ekin car is an Amer- another American new religion. Yes. So continue. <laughs> so they have masters, you guys. Ekmasters. Ekmasters. Yeah. It's like the dollar store ascended masters. I could not believe it. I it's was, fucking insane. So I'm so excited. And it embodies almost all of the characteristics yeah. of uh, like these made in America, new age, cult, religion, the spiritual movement type things. It seems to like, I, I, I don't know enough yet, but on the surface, it seems to me like another one of these fucking masters religions that like said, I want to do this too, but I don't want to rely on any of the shit you guys have said before. Yeah. I want to add my own flight. Like I don't want it to be connected to that at all, even yeah. though it's just 
So very it, the dollar store ascended masters. It really is. The colors are more <laughs> muted. It's yeah. a it's a cheap knockoff. But I like oh. it a little more. Like, I don't know. Okay. So Well, yeah, we'll 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 take so we're, what, we're gonna take a look at it. What characteristics does it have of these new age religions? We have some teachings from a Tibetan master that never existed. Check. We have elements from different religions mixed with popular beliefs of the time, while also ignoring the theological and philosophical frameworks that those beliefs came from. Check, 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 check. Uh, The deification of their leader. Check. Attempted mind control through chanting. Checkity, check, check. Uh, Pay to be saved subscription based salvation. Yeah, that's yeah. And not to mention the standard esoteric gap. That is the difference between the image the group projects to the public and the inner truths revealed to initiates. Huh? Yeah. So like there's some difference because it looks so soft and fluffy on the outside and innocent. But might it not be? Oh, boy. Probably a rabbit. Probably Bugs Bunny. A rabbit. It's probably a goddamn rabbit. It's probably a rabbit. So my research in this took me so deep that we're going to talk about this all tonight. But this episode is probably going to be it is going to be split into two parts. Yeah, there's so much meat on these ascended. Oops. Eck master. bones. master. Sorry. Don't. They're not the same thing. Don't mix them up. Yeah. They're not that. I promise they're not. So <laughs> also. But they're not, though. Yeah, this it's totally weird. This not. is this is some weird shit. Also, don't don't confuse Ekinkar with Ik Onkar. Oh, they sound really similar, but it's not the same thing. Ik Onkar is, by the way, a symbol representing the one supreme reality, which is a central tenet in Sikh philosophy. But no, it's not. It's <laughs> not related to that. It's not ripped off from that. No, it's not like they took a whole bunch of stuff from Eastern traditions to try and legitimize their own quote unquote ancient religion. No, no. No. Oh, wow. There's no way that Ekinkar text could be plagiarized from other sources because Ekinkar has no beginning. In fact, its origins can be traced back to the very dawn of time. Its masters have existed in an unbroken line from then until now. And we can even thank a dude named Gakko from the city of Rets on planet Venus for bringing those teachings to Earth. Gakko? Gakko. There's some really silly names in this, too. The names are so silly. So if Ekinkar in any way resembles your religion or other earthly religions, it's only because Ekinkar came first. Okay. Okay. All right. Which is weird because even though Ekinkar claims to be this universal, ancient, timeless uh, teaching, the only living Ek masters in recorded history (laughs) outside of the ones developed by uh, the founder, Paul Twitchell's imagination, have been white American dudes. So not a lot of diversity in this, like, universal... Um... I mean, you know, the the majority of special, special teachers, special living uh, sacred divine teachers have, in fact, been white men from America, if you believe yeah. the mythology. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
So, by the way, the living Eckmaster. <laughs> fuck. The living Eckmaster. This is the sole authority. Okay. For the Eckenkar doctrine. This is the person who tells the followers what to believe. And they're, they're also known as the Mahanta. <sighs> so, we've got... Yeah. Mahanta. Not ma- it's not Mahatma? Dollar store Mahanta. Mahatma. Mahatma. Although, you know, they do have a living master. They do. We haven't seen that yet. They do. His name is Harold Klemp. God we'll get to him. fucking damn He it. wasn't the first. He's he's the third that, you know, we all know of. Um, but will he be the last? The last Ek master? He di- yeah, actually. He said himself, he's like, there ain't no one after me. Sugmod is retired. That's brilliant. I know. Dude, that's so good. Sugmod, by the way, is their name for, like, God- because because you know, Sanat Kumar was already taken. They had to come up with something different. It couldn't just be God. It's Sugmad. So, Su- by the way, I'll just explain this now. Yeah. So <laughs> Sugmad is like the divine presence that's in the most highest realm. There are 11 realms. We're on the lowest one, the physical one. But, you know, Sugmad is the highest one. And we cannot experience that. Only our souls can experience that. And our soul, we can experience what our soul experiences through our dreams, but I'll get into that more. But what we experience in the physical realm of Sugmod is Ek. So it's almost mm. like the Holy Spirit type thing. Oh, yeah. But I mean, not dude, like it's every. It's just renamed with yeah, different fucking names. It's a uh, very Gnostic. Very Gnostic, yes. Um, like, and I, I don't actually, I don't know much about Sikhism, but I wouldn't be surprised if That's it, also wrapped into this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like picked a, it's like he had a buffet of religions and was like, I'll take that and I'll take that and I'll take that and I'm God. Yeah. I mean, except for that last part, you know, it's a valid practice in your own personal life to, mm-hmm. to take what you want from right. different traditions. Except in Ekankar. It's not like in normal life, everyone is a student and everyone is a teacher, right? Yeah. You give and you take from everyone you know. Mm-hmm. You teach each other. Yeah. An Ekankar, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, just the living Ekmaster. Just Clemp? <laughs> just Clemp or just Twitchell or just Gross. Gross is the one in the middle. Yeah. Got gross in the middle. So the Mahanta, yes. We have the Mahant. Mahanta, the dollar store and- ma- Mahatma. I, I would say, like, we didn't like harp on this for a long time, but like the the ascended masters before they were the ascended masters were Mahatmas. Like, yeah, so, Bolotsky's hidden Mahatmas and shit. So we have Ekmasters and we have Mahanta. So he's like yeah. just bastardizing all these things. And I, you know what? I love it. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> the living Ekmaster, right? Yeah, they're pretty much equal to God, if not uh, above God, even. Jesus Christ. So I've seen what Clemp looks like. <laughs> he's fucking Mr. Burns. Looking yeah. He's Mr. Burns looking motherfucker. Really? He's got like transition lenses, but instead of transitioning to sunglasses, they transition to orange, which is like a choice. I don't know. I, that's something that stood out to me. That's, that's a character. Bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, yeah. And okay. So there's scripture, which is the, Shariat ki sugmad. 
meaning oh way God. of the eternal. And this is all made up words. Yeah, made up. It's so rich. It's yeah. It it sounds like fucking. It sounds like fucking Star Wars language. And I've I've been dreading this because I know you have you don't know your Star Wars. Yeah. Well, he's it's also so he's easy. taking like real words from other languages too, and from other Eastern religions, but. He just smashes shit together. A lot of the names of the Eckmasters are like, like Gopal Das is one of them. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but that's a popular Hindu name. But this dude is fucking Scandinavian. <laughs> so like. He's got a big Aryan butt chin. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So. It does just kind of sound like fucking. Would you shut back up? <laughs> yeah, it sounds exactly like that. Yeah. That's the Star Wars alien. Yeah, that's that's it's Huttese. Yeah. That's the Twi'lek speaking Huttese like in uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Right. So in their scripture, it states that one's faith in the Mahanta must be that of complete understanding and surrender. Because you see. The Mahanta can see you 24-7. <laughs> they know you. That's they, what the orange glasses are for. Yes. They know when you're sleeping. They, <laughs> they know when you're awake. Are you kidding me? They know when you're not obeying them. And Mahanta Harold Klemp will give you diarrhea if you disobey. <laughs> we'll get to that. That'll be in the next one. <laughs> he will fucking give you terrible diarrhea in your sleep i mean that's way it's way more fitting than <laughs> fucking b b bag of coal <laughs> yeah. okay so uh, uh, why are we uh why should we care how many people actually believe this so it states between 50,000 and 500,000, which is a large margin. I believe that it's pretty low today, but at its highest, you know, half a mil ain't bad. Definitely more than 500. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So Jesus Christ. That's a lot of people on the X train. All right. So it's a it's a full-blown religion. Yes. That's but I the, will say. Yeah. And also in part two, we'll be getting into some interesting ripoff reports about people that have gotten into the fifth initiation in Ekinkar, <laughs> which is after you've been in it for like 10 to 25 years. And it seems that's when you get exposed to some of like the seedy shit. OK, so it's like but if you're just on the outer levels. It's not that bad. They really don't ask for much from you. It's not very expensive. If you can't pay for it, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's pretty innocuous until you get deep into it. You know, I, I was thinking about that. With, and it in, also infects your mind. Well, yeah, they all do that. Yeah. But I was thinking about that in regards to cults. It's like it always is the inner circle that gets the mm -hmm. the rough shit. Yep. Right. Yeah. Ooh. And before I forget, we have to do our tarot poll, which is something that I keep thinking about while we're recording the intro yeah. and then forgetting. So let's do it up, baby. Ooh, we got the King of Cups. Okay. King of Cups for Ekinkar. All right. Well, see it? I can see it. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm just kind of, with that one, I'm just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Talk about that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> King of Cups. Moving on. Just full steam ahead. Yes. 
And one of the big things that Ekinkar is into is music. So interesting to take us into talking about the the founder of Ekinkar, Paul yeah, Twitchell. How Let's play started. one of their songs. And you're not ready for this song. It's called <laughs> it's the Mahanta song. Guess just guess what like genre it is. Um, polka. <laughs> no, no, but am I close? Kinda, yeah. yeah let's let's take a let's take a listen. Oh boy. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this. This is insane. Can you believe this? Were you expecting like a little jaunty no. country song? No. Me either. This is a first. <laughs> I've listened to this more than once, obviously. <sighs> yep. Wow. Woman's facial expressions while she's singing are incredible. Oh, rip it up. Yeah, there's like a live band and everything. Like, oh, yeah. They're shredding it. I think they're alright. Yeah, they're okay. But you uh, know, the sound's got some taste. They're, they're giving something different, you know? Oh, no, I'm saving my own. Second vocalist is she's fucking cute. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's a first. <laughs> I've never heard fucking. It really the first time I outlaw country I new age on that and I heard it. I was like, whoa. I am. Whoa. I okay. I've been thrown for a loop. You know that feeling yeah. when you get tossed off balance? Yeah. And you don't really know. Everything looks a little... Sh- that, that's where I am right now. Right. All right. So let's learn about these. F- right. I will also bring up now that, you know, you don't have to leave your religion to be part of Eck. Mm. You know, they are a non not-for-profit religious organization that calls themselves a church, but you also don't have to leave your religion. Unless you actually want to be saved, then you do. You do have to listen. Interesting. Because it's the only way. Interesting. But like, if you actually want to be saved. Yeah, if you actually want to be saved and experience the kingdom of heaven, then you really you do have to kind of devote yourself to Eck. Some- but you can stay in yours if you want. It's no biggie. <laughs> the first living Eck master. Ooh, no. I mean the the nine hundred and. 71st. The 971st yes. living Eckmaster. 
It's been 971. Isn't it amazing that we didn't hear from any of them until 1965? Like, yeah. where were they? In fact, that's quite amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's until... Paul Twitchell was like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, I should probably share this with people. Like, really, really, out of 970 before you. Who were they teaching? I don't know. Who were they masters of? I don't know. All right. Oh, by the way, Paul Twitchell's spiritual name, Paydar Zasqu. That's a fucking Star Wars name. I know. It's so silly. I. Mm. So, Paul Twitchell... Entered the lower realms of the universe as an unspecified mineral eight million years ago. What? <laughs> yeah. Just, just some rock. <laughs> in there, so they believe in reincarnation. When the soul enters the universe, it enters it as a mineral. Then it works its way up to a plant, then a fish then a reptile, then a mammal, and then eventually a human. And then you could spend any number of lifetimes until you attain spiritual enlightenment. Okay. So he entered the earth as an unspecified mineral. I don't know. What type of mineral do you think he was? I don't know. That's why they're not specifying it, because it's some shit mineral. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't until October 22nd, 1965, that he accepted the mighty rod of Ek power. <laughs> In the in the valley of Tamir, Tibet. And that's when he became the 971st living Ek master, yes. The rod of Ek power. The rod of Ek power. I can't get caught up every time something silly is said. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gopal dust. Oh my god. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Twitchell purposely misled people about his life. So it's really hard for me to put together like a, a full accurate background, but we're okay. going to roll with the facts that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a point to obscure any and all facts related to it. Yeah. In fact, telling a bunch of lies. So, you know, he was born somewhere around um, 1908. October 22nd, 1908 is the most likely guess. But mm -hmm. he's also told people 1910, 1912, 1920, 1922. What? He's yeah. a, that's, a, that's a span of 16 years. Yeah, right. Do you really think you look that young, Paul? How do you think you can get away with that? Yeah, no. The, the non-aging man. I'm either 40 or 60. Six You're, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, also, October 22nd, um, which is thought to be his birthday, is the Ekinkar New Year. Ah. Yeah. So Paul Twitchell was born Jacob Paul Twitchell. He dropped the Jacob for some reason. Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, fuck oh my god what if he's a time traveler holy shit i could see it you can do a lot of stuff with youtube money yeah oh <laughs> he was he was adopted into the family under mysterious circumstances he came into the world as a mineral you right <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in paducah kentucky although the incredibly false hagiography written by brad steger will tell you he grew up in china point Where's that? We don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is a hagiography for the listeners at home? Hagiography is, it's like a biography written about like a mystical figure. Okay, cool. Right. Like, yeah. a, it's usually referred to um, in terms of like a saint or something. Gotcha. Like something written about a saint or like a book written about like Gandhi or something. But from a religious perspective. Yeah. Or like from a... I don't because the thing about the book is that 
a lot of it is fucking made up. Right. Like. I imagine a lot of hagiographies are probably a, a bit made up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Paul claimed to have been born on a boat in the Mississippi a few minutes after a great earthquake shook the Mid-South and formed a lake in its wake, which was a real event that happened in 1812, but not not to him. Not 1908? Yeah. 1910, 1912, 1920 or 22? No? Because there was, like, I was actually just reading about that, like the earthquakes that fucking shook the South in the the 1800s. Yeah. That's some weird, that's weird shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Man, that would fuck up so much shit now. You can read the next one. All right. (laughs) Paul's father traveled often and met an Indian holy man in Europe who taught him how to leave his physical body during meditation. His father and this teacher corresponded often, and the teacher would leave his body to visit Paul's dad and give him spiritual instruction. Paul's dad taught his older sister Katie how to do it, who then taught him how to do it. They would play games in this out-of-body state and scare barnyard animals. (laughs) What an activity. Yeah. So this is Paul's older sister, Catherine or Katie or KD, as she's referred to at some point. I mean, it's Kentucky. (laughs) I mean, what else are you going to do when you astral project, but go like freak some pigs out? Down in the holler. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have video games. No. What else would you do? No. So. Paul really loved animals, and that's the thing about Ekinkar that separates them from the I am. Yeah. Um, is that they really liked animals. They were okay. like, put your dogs down. They were like, no, we love dogs. Or saying that to them. animals were, you know, symbols of that you were a bad person, seeing yeah, every right? animal made you bad. Jesus Christ. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I, that's... Uh, I like this about them. At least I mean, Hitler loved fun. animals too. But, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, the bar is so low. <laughs> it's true. But I don't like people who don't like animals. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why not? So in kindergarten, um, Paul stood out from his classmates and he always stood out. He's like a fucking weirdo. Uh, but he would bring his dog to class and I guess that was allowed or at least that's the story he told. <laughs> and he talked about him and his dog feasting together on these delicious little pink peppermint tasting deworming pills. So he was doing it like, way shit. before it was cool. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Paul. (laughs) Oh, man. They tasted like peppermint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. There was one time in kindergarten. I I, I ate ants. (laughs) I ate everything that I wasn't supposed to. You got those little packets in shoe boxes or in shoes. Silica gel that says do not eat. (laughs) I was eating the shit out of those. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> baitable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't eating any deworming pills though. Yeah. So, Paul, he loved animals. Like I said, he would also see this black cat named Jadu. That's a good name for a he cat. Said means black magic. I don't. In what language? I don't know. I've heard Jadu before. Jadu. I feel like it was like a science fiction story or something. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm going to assume it's all made up. Right. It's probably but not. That one's probably This not. black cat, Jadu, would frequently appear to him throughout his life in its astral body in order to protect him. And cats come back up. It's pretty like, cool. Harold Klemp fucking loves cats. 
So this is So we got Paul, he's a cat dog lover. Harold also, he's like he's got a real thing for cats. So they, I think they really know their audience, which is cat ladies. Yeah, I mean that's look, at least a portion of it. I mean every who doesn't like cats? I love a good cat. Some of my best friends have been cats. Yeah. I'm definitely a cat person. Mm-hmm. I love a good dog too. Cats they're less maintenance. Yeah. I'm more maintenance than I like them. So I can't fault them. I'm not gonna make fun of them for liking cats. Oh, cats I love good. them. Depends on how many cats he has, though. <laughs> so, Paul Twitchell, you know, he's um, adopted into the family under mysterious circumstances. He talks about his family in very confusing terms. Like, he'll say, my stepfather, who was also my father. I'm like, what? What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Well, he had a terribly negative stepmother who believed that astral projection was the devil's work. So... She would hold him, his stepsister, Katie, and his father back from astral projecting, even though they all had the gift. Okay. So the stepmom and the stepbrother would band against the three of them, and they would have these fights in the home where they would, like, pour glasses of water or iced tea on each other or, like, throw spaghetti at each other. <laughs> like, it's just really ridiculous. Over astral projecting? <laughs> I'm going to go astral. I'm going to go. Th- you could just take a Devil's fuck. Devil's work. You could just say, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, right. Right? It's just like, wait till they just throwing spaghetti at each other. This is one of my favorite <sighs> things about Christ. Paul. Okay. He said his biggest challenge as a child was being superior to everyone else. Like, that's literally word for word what he says about himself. Oh, my God. He says, I knew I was superior in my mentality, superior to the teacher in all my knowledge and in all my understanding. <sighs> Like, wow. See, I don't even, I don't believe that of myself now, let alone as a child. Hell no. <laughs> like, no. I mean, maybe one of my biggest challenges was falsely believing I was superior. Yeah. Not that I was. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I think I, I, I went through that oh. for sure. We all have to. Mm-hmm. So at age 14, Paul discovers he's an illegitimate child. You didn't know that, did you, buddy? (laughs) He's like, for some reason, my stepmom keeps throwing spaghetti at me. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, So he attempts to run away and go to New Orleans to meet the woman he believes is his real mom. I can't find any more backstory on this. This is bizarre. But he gets caught and he has to go back home. I don't think this happened. Yeah. I don't think this happened. He says that later he successfully ran away to a trading schooner that traveled all the way to Haiti. I don't think that happened either. From fucking Kentucky? Yeah. All right. He also claims that as a teenager, he lived with his sister, Katie, in Paris, who was studying painting under Edgar Degas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Local girl makes good. When spaghetti toss in a house in the woods of Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And while they're there, they meet this guy, Sudar Singh, uh, and decide to go to his ashram in India where there are 50 to 100 people. Do you want to open up that Wikipedia link? Absolutely. Tell us a little more about Sudar Singh. Who, by the way... Sadhu Sundar Singh. Yeah. By the way... 
like friends of Katie and other people in their lives have confirmed like Paul never left the United States <laughs> until 1942 when he joined the Navy, like a while after he was a teenager. Like, yeah. so all these stories about him going, I went to Paris and Haiti and no, I'm fucking here. Didn't. And, no, you didn't. You just didn't. You never met this man. All right. So Sadhu Sundar Singh, I'm probably butchering that, that name. He was an Indian Christian missionary. Yeah, he, he was uh, d- 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 he was born into a Sikh family. All right, so he was a uh, he was a dude. He's listed as a he's a saint. He's a saint. Saint Sundar Singh of India, the apostle of the bleeding feet. What the hell is this guy? So he he was this whoa. dude born into it. Yeah, no, he was uh, he's, in the Anglican whoa. communion. Oh fuck! Whoa! Oh shit! Oh man! So, oh, I was actually just reading about this uh, the other day. Um, okay. So he was born in, okay. Sundar Singh was born in, uh, Punjab in British India, uh, uh, in 1889. Right. And he was born to a Sikh family right now when the, during the fucking, the long period of time that Britain uh, had control over India, mm-hmm. um, the Sikhs, a lot of times fought on the side of the British and the very various uprisings and shit. Okay. So so he, this is a Sikh dude. But he, he converts to Christianity at yeah. some point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He converts to, he goes to a Christian high school because he's in British India. He's born into British India mm-hmm. in a Sikh family. So he's part of the, the Brits. Like, yeah. Yeah. And this is at the time when what the British East India. This was after British East India okay. Company. This was when the British Raj was controlling okay. India. And so this is also 1880s was. Blavatsky's still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is exactly the yeah, time. Yeah, it's exactly the time. Yeah. And... This is like, theosophy is, like, big and at this point. And Edward Bulwer-Lytton, his son is the viceroy of the British Raj in India. He's ruling India at this time. So, like, we're right back into all the shit that... The connections, baby. It's just... Wow. Some There was a weird meeting in India. I swear to God, around this time, there was a yeah. weird meeting. And... Paul Twitchell says he was there, but he wasn't fucking there. Yeah. He did not meet this guy. He anyway. Says that he's okay. In fact, he has the balls to say that like, oh, we were at his ashram and he didn't want us there. He tried every way he could to get us to leave, but we stayed and we loved it and we learned so, so much. Dude, he didn't have a fucking ashram. He Like, right? He was wandering around india converting people to christianity mm-hmm. pretending to be a Paul's holy just, man he's just fucking lying because i think i think he didn't think that ekankar was going to do as well as it did and explode the way that it yeah. did so he thought that he could get away with lying and plagiarizing and everything and like just making up all this shit yeah because he thought eh, i'll make some money his wife gail was really on his back like you come on paul we need to pay our bills paul make some money yeah, yeah. So he just starts like pumping out this material and copying shit from other people. Well, we're not quite there yet. No, we're not. But like, so that's why this just shows like a point in his history. Yeah. Where he's he starts to use these names and say, I was connected to these people. I know them. I studied with them. But then later it's discovered that Sudar Singh is just a cover name that he uses for another teacher that he meets. And that's a thing that people do, you know, Yeah. Um, use different names yeah. 
and just to obscure the truth. Yeah. And make things like awfully confusing. It's very, very confusing. I mean, there's decent argument to be made that that was Blavatsky's whole thing. Indeed. Yeah. So he marries his first wife, Camille, in 1942. He serves in the United States Naval Reserve during World War II until August 1945 when he's honorably discharged. Thank you for your service. Yeah. And then after that, he could kind of, he kind of really, he couldn't hold a job for more than a year or two. Mm. He had no real steady friendships, mm. wandered back and forth across the country. Mm. So it's not very surprising that sort of footloose and lonely, even though he had Camille, he entertained these fantasies of becoming someone very special. Yeah. Because he always thought of himself as very special and very smart and very so much better than everyone else. Oh, he's so special. Not realize he still has pieces of fucking spaghetti in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. He's going to cover them up with a hat. Mm. In fact, he owned so many hats <laughs> that he could wear a different one every day. And he, he worked in this advertising department and he would come in every day with a different hat to the point where I guess it got distracting and a manager told him to stop. I'm not even kidding. And Paul was like, no, I'll wear my hats any place I please. That's the weirdest so, thing. So then this manager set out on a crusade to have Paul fired. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why do you have so many hats? One. Yeah. What are you trying to cover? What's yeah. on your head? And also a nipple. A nipple. <laughs> Mr. Manager, why do you care so much? Why do you care? <laughs> Who's there? Unless they're like they're really crazy hats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they we don't know what type of hats they were. Where where are where where was he right now? What city? Uh, maybe DC. Okay. I don't know. I don't, oh shit! I was getting it was like LA. You get yeah. some zoot suits from right. zoot suit hat from down by the port. You know. So Coming he's also he was writing periodicals and pulp fiction under various pen names. He was doing a bunch of journalistic work. Probably reading Richard Shaver. So from the period of about 1950 to 1963, Paul Twitchell sort of drifts between these different religious groups, right? He's kind of like trying on a bunch of different shit. Yeah, yeah. Between like Hindu guru stuff to Scientology. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. Between 1950 and 1955, him and Camille, uh, they're in Swami Premananda's ashram in Washington, D.C., of all places. Um. Which is like, this is the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism, which is a subgroup of the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is just another one. Sure. Yeah. Right. So he's there. He's the staff writer of their newsletter, The Mystic Cross, because, you know, he's a writer and he writes with people and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But he's. Prone to paranoia. <laughs> and he's quarrelsome and he's thin-skinned and he gets in fights all the fucking time. He gets in a lot of fights. He's such a jackass that I can't help but like him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one particularly brutal fight that leads to his arrest at the compound and he's taken to jail, then to criminal court, then convicted and remanded for sentencing. What the hell? <laughs> And then he gets hospitalized in a, a state mental health facility. Jesus. Yeah. So he just snaps. He just snaps. Okay. And then after that, Camille is like, 
Peace. <laughs> See ya. And he divorces yeah. from, from Camille. She divorces from him. Yeah. And he also, he conflates Swami Premananda with both Sudar Singh and this other person, Kirpal Singh, who's the founder of the Ruhani Satsang, which is a branch of the Radha Swami tradition. And let me explain that really quick. Sure. Yeah. So, and just to repeat that, he actually knew Swami Premananda of the Self-Revelation Church. This was actually... An ashram that he was in that he got kicked out of because he kept getting in fights and being belligerent and stupid. Yeah. But he he also says that he was with this guy, Kirpal Singh. He cannot get away from this. He loves this last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and he also, he he does take the teachings of Kirpal Singh and the Radha Swami Satsang tradition and sort of mold them into what becomes Ekankar. Okay. And this is a tradition that believes that living gurus... Okay. <laughs> are necessary for a guided spiritual life. AKA you need someone higher than you. Yeah. More spiritual than you. Yep. To guide you. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And their thing is that they also meditate on light and sound. I remember uh, how Ekankar is the religion of the light and sound of God. Very well, so are all of these um, yeah. all of the theosophy esque religion i'm and but i imagine that well of course that does come from a, right. a branch of hindu philosophy mm-hmm. so he becomes a member of the church of scientology after this because why the fuck not you just got divorced you got nothing to lose it's 1958 yeah yeah <laughs> have fun <laughs> right so at this period of time he has a friend and associate dick braun <laughs> good shit uh, who asked? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, he asked Twitchell how old he was. Which, by the way, that's kind of a weird question to like ask your friend. And I mean, it's not. It's not if you're first getting to know them. How old are you? Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah. like. Well, how old are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm 26. Like, oh yeah, wait, I'm 31. So a little before your time, you know. But yeah, like, oh wait, how old are you again? I guess it's like normal, but I don't know. It's just like. I, Honestly, the question is a lot more normal compared to Twitchell's answer. Yeah, what do you tell me? <laughs> I'm a 23,000-year-old Thetan. God damn it. I've come from outside our solar system. Like, okay. Is this dude just actually fucking nuts? Yeah. He says that he remained active in Scientology for three years, and he was the first person to ever achieve the rank of grade five or going clear. Like the uh, highest in Scientology. It's not what Scientology says. Yeah. In fact, they they actually labeled him a suppressive person. So he certainly is not clear. He's not in Hubbard's good grace. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the way that he just like fucking boldly lies. He's like, yeah, what are you going to do? But I'm fucking dead now. Of all the people you can't <laughs> do that with, I would have thought Scientology would be the... And yet he did. And yet he succeeded. Unless he did. Okay, actually, the mm, the circumstances surrounding his death, apparently there's some <laughs> really good dirt on it. Really? Like, the people that know about it will not talk about it on record. <laughs> I know. There's a, like apparently some good shit out there, but I don't know. Wow. Okay. Know. That's interesting. Mm. Sure. Okay. Mm. I know. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So 
1964. This is a couple years after he leaves Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I guess he achieved clear in just three years. I don't know how the fuck he did that. He's superior to them, too. Like, he must have, like, a bunch of fucking money, too. I don't know where he came up with that. Because yeah, right. he was really poor, so I don't know how, how that works. Um, <laughs> just fucking lying his ass off about <laughs> it, literally everything. It. So boldly. So boldly. <laughs> so he marries Gail Atkinson in San Francisco in 1964. Yeah. Good old Gail. And she's very, like, she's organized. She's clear-headed. And... You know, Paul's creative and imaginative and maybe with their power combined, they could really get something done because Paul's been studying theosophy and Scientology and all of these different branches of religions and traditions. And it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. And, you know, as what, what do you know? Shortly after him and Gail get married, a 500-year-old Tibetan monk named Rebzar Tars <laughs> appears to Paul and says, Sup, man. See, he says fucking... Rebazar Tars? Rebazar Tars. Fuck you. Yeah, he says... <laughs> which means... Move to San Diego, bro. <laughs> so he does. He moves to San Diego. And he travels around California, as you do when you're trying to start a new age cult. Yeah, that's... Lack of a better term. New age movement. what you do. Yeah. You should go to California. And he's he starts giving talks and workshops on bilocation, a.k.a. how to leave your body and being two pl- be in two places at once. And at first, this is kind of a shoestring operation. And he's just advertising in like Fate Magazine, Orion Magazine, Cosmic Star. But somehow. Fate was another uh, of Ray Palmer's magazines after uh, he no left shit. Amazing Stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because yeah. all of our everything just ties together. Another one for the corkboard. I mean, it's spooky shit in America in the 20th century. It's all the same shit. We're all reading the same stuff, man. Put it on the corkboard. Put it and on the corkboard. Somehow board. my path to Ekankar was through Thousand Pound Sisters. What do you know? Put it on the corkboard. <laughs> put, put, put Amy and Tammy Slayton on the corkboard. Well, you know, it's all that's all uh, Masonic programming. Maybe. Well, yeah. It's again condition us into being uh, fat consumers, slaves of the globalists. And- Honestly, TLC has some weird shit. There's one program called I Catfish My Kid where they have parents <laughs> like they have this guy make a fake profile to like uh, lure in their daughters. And then they watch as he like flirts with their daughter and tries to get them to come to a park. And I'm like, what are we doing here, TLC? Why are we humiliating children? They're That's so demonic. fucking weird. That's fucked up. I watched it well on acid and I was just like, what are you doing? TLC why? <laughs> is right wing propaganda. Well, because you're getting the truth. That's why you're doing that. <laughs> you're a fucking warrior. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. Why else is it funneling me towards Ekinkar? Like, what are we doing? Well, we'll touch on that in a later episode. Yeah. So in three years. Paul Twitchell's little bilocation whatever thing. Whatever the fucking hell he's doing. Goes from just a handful of students, a.k.a. Chelas. Yeah, the Chelas. That's the only word he didn't make up. He he uses a lot of real words, but misspells them. 
Uh, or like bastardizes them. Yeah, yeah. Or westernizes them. It's because he needs to be unique. There's like no other reason. Yeah. Unique, but also like the same enough that he yeah. can use other stuff as evidence that his thing is real. It's like, oh, it's, it's so similar to all of these other things because it's part of one universal truth, which is a thing that a lot of movements in the 60s were doing. And it's also a thing that's just generally true, I I think, that there is sort of like this a, a thread of similarities within different faiths. There's also a shit ton of differences, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you do believe there is a truth, like capital T truth, yeah, then everything does necessarily have to like all paths to the divine have to be going to the same place by different roads. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so there has to be truths in all of them. It's just like, I believe that, you know, right? so he's got a few chelas and then he's got thousands just like that. Like just three years, Jesus thousands of people Christ. are just eating out of the palm of his hand. This is in the sixties, right? Yeah. 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 God damn it, guys. And they're doing the whole, like, music thing and the whole... Oh, we haven't even t- talked about the chanting, but we're about to get into that real yeah. soon. Don't go to church on acid. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what church it is, just don't do it. <laughs> really, like, save that. That should be a sober experience. It don't was. let him in your fucking head. It's the church of the subgenius. Oh, no, go to that one on acid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get into some of the beliefs that the students of Ekankar are taught. Yeah, the beliefs that got uh, thousands of people real yeah. quick. Right. So. That's weird. <laughs> firstly, of course, the name of God is not God. It's Sugmad. 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 And the Sugmad is the one who appoints the living Ekmaster, right? Right. Yes. The living Ekmaster must be a man, of course, because yeah. a woman could not achieve the... She couldn't they, handle that Ek rod of power. Yeah. They literally got to have a rod to, to get the rod or not. So the living Ekmaster is also preceded by an unbroken line of masters that, you know, it, yeah, one, yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, even though we've only ever heard from three of them that, have, you know, yeah. And the living Eggmaster, they're the highest spiritual leader in the world. Anyone who disobeys them will be destroyed. Destroyed, you say? Yeah. <laughs> you can only find Sugmad through the living Eggmaster. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's get more into this concept of Sugmad. Yeah, and Ek, too, if it's possible. Right. What is Ek? Yeah, right? So. And why is Ek? Why, indeed. I'll pull up their definitions. Yeah. I'll give them, like, I'll give them the floor for that. Because, like, Ek doesn't really come from. It sounds like Ek. Well, it's, yeah, it's, but I mean, it's Akasha, right? It's Akasha. It's the force. It's Prana, right? It's, it's all, it's the Holy Ghost. It's this. It's the unseen. It's not even the unseen. It is the scene. It's the, the way that we experience the divine in the physical realm, even though it's something that transcends our understanding and the boundaries of our reality in its true form. It's the way that we can experience it, even though that's just a fraction of what it is. Does that make sense? No, but that's fine. 
Yeah. It's like prana or like akasha, okay. right? Like, so ek is like another word for the Holy Spirit or life force. Yeah. What can be experienced as light and sound, the audible oh, life stream. Energy. Like yeah. The voice a, of God. Akasha, like prana, fucking. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the, it's the thing, whole thing. It's the thing in our physical realm that we experience God or ugh, sorry, sukmad through. Yeah. 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 And ekankar means co-worker with God, although they never used to use the word God so much until mm. Harold Klemp stepped in. And he, of course, has a, like a Lutheran background and he kind of like rolled more Christianity into the Ek Beast. Yeah, so they, yeah, yeah. They use a lot more language with like God now. Yeah. So with Paul Twitchell, it was it's working with like Sugmod and all these other terms. Yeah. Right. So Ek is just this other word for Holy Spirit, energy, just uh, light and sound. Literally energy. Waves. and en- Yeah, literally energy. <laughs> just uh, yeah. w- what you see and hear. Everything, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Ener- shit. Energy. Yeah. It's, which is, you know, it's new age shit, right? Yep. And like, yeah, nah. Yeah, we don't need to. We know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know what the Ek is. The Ek. It also teaches that. Every individual is, you know, a soul that inhabits a body. And the soul is a spark of God or Sugmad that's on its journey to find a way home to Sugmad. <laughs> so it's literally every fucking religion. Yeah. 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 And just repackaged yeah. with different words. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Right. So like. Which begs the question. The choice to join Eginkar then just has to be you like the words they use better. And you're like, okay, but there's more. There's the astral projection shit. There's the dream stuff. There's the stuff. They do teach you the magic. There's the Eggmaster stuff, you know. Okay. So there's more. They got more. But so you know why there's all these flaws and problems in the lower realms that we exist in? Um. It's because us humans abuse our free will too much. Fuck if only you. we would all just turn to the Mahanta, then we could have that shortcut to the kingdom of heaven, to the Sugmad, to the higher realms. You don't want a shortcut to Sugmad? Yeah, that means just what? Like, she like what? cut my, like... You gotta bash your head against the wall, make the mistakes, learn the lessons. Yeah. You gotta abuse your free will. It's the only way we grow as a species. Right. God damn it. So this kingdom of heaven, by the way, where we exist in like this cosmic layer cake that has 11 realms in it, realms or planes or whatever. Yeah. The upper six are heavenly. Okay. And then the lower five are ruled by negative forces, including this guy named Kal Naranjan, which they call Kal for short. And Kal is the negative force of the cosmos. This is the thing that keeps souls in ignorance of their true glory, what keeps you from knowing the truth of Ek. And Kal is also, dun, 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 God from the Bible. The Abrahamic God is the evil. Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then if Jesus is a son of the Abrahamic God, who is actually called Naranjan, who is this evil like force that keeps us trapped in the lower five realms. Oh my God. Then, oh my God. 
what is that? What do we, what does that make? It of, make, makes Jesus the antichrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does that make Harold Clem? The Christ. <laughs> yeah. So call Naranjan. They go that far? <laughs> I mean, that's what's implied. Wow. Like, isn't that's what's implied. It's, it's, it's implied. They don't actually straight up say it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So all of the woes and confusion we experience here on the earth plane are due to the Abrahamic God. So if you were worshiping that God in the Bible, oh shit, like, sorry, but that was actually the evil guy. That was actually the villain this whole time. <sighs> yep. Uh, it's just fucked up because like the, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. 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 Also. I mean, that's just Gnosticism. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, I'm very wary of anything that tells me that physical reality is evil. Right. You know, I really, I, it, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it yeah. either. And I don't believe it. No, me neither. It's like, why, why? I don't like that. Yeah. Like, let me enjoy my life. Uh, and yeah, no, it. really. <laughs> it's Yeah. I am enjoying it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and it just, it paves the way for some really nasty turns of events from time to time. You know? It detaches you from the experience of your own life. Yeah. You know, because so much of it is like teaching you that, oh, you can actually experience these higher realms because your soul is up in those, those six higher realms. But you know what? Every night when you go to sleep, that's your soul that you're experiencing things through. So half your life is spent in your soul body. But because of these evil forces, you don't get to remember it or experience it because that's the secret that's being kept from you. So you need us to show you that the real truth is hidden within your dreamscape. We can teach you how to like trance out and separate from your body and have all of these like crazy experiences because guess what? The Sharia, the Sharia Kisugmad, all of the pieces of it are in these astral cities that can only be visited in your astral body. But these cities are amazing and there's these beautiful temples and all of the older Ekmasters are in these cities waiting to meet with you and like hang out with you, teach you the secrets. If only you could just have control over your soul enough to guide yourself there and be aware enough to receive their lessons. So you have this whole other life that you don't even know that you have or that you could have. And that's what's keeping you trapped in this, the wheel of 84, they call it, by the way. That's the wheel of reincarnation, which, why is that called that? The spirit of 76. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so crazy. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's not that crazy, but I, I would like to believe it. Dreams are fucking weird. They are. Like, I, you know, one they of the, are. one of the, you know, so-called paranormal phenomenon. I've heard of people who do not believe in the paranormal experiencing. Uh, probably the most common is like dreaming the future. Mm -hmm. And the weirder one, I think, is shared dreams. Yeah. That, to I me, think that's that the weirder one. This weird shit happens. Yeah. And I think that's why... Ekinkar gets people is because they're advertising promotes this idea of have you ever had a unexplainable experience because most people do right they say have have you had weird dreams have you ever had a dream that felt really real and they 
they ask you these questions that a lot of people could answer with, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. And then they give you an answer for it. Shit. I mean, what do we say with the the violet flame and the, mm -hmm. the blue meditation light, right? Right. And then also, I mean, so this These is These like, guys are very into the blue light. Yeah. Blue light. Well, I mean, so that's a part of a lot of different things. And like, I think some of these techniques have a lot of validity to them. There's a lot that's of why true it works. shit there. Yeah, it's why it works. Exactly. Now, any like real magical order that's not a fucking cult, mm -hmm. that's just a magical order that like a magical school or whatever, you don't learn that shit for a long time. Yeah. You do get there, but they don't tell you. They don't sell you on that shit. Yeah. They say like, oh, you want to learn magic, right? Well, you're going to do this basic meditation exercise for three months. And then we're going to teach you the next tiny thing that you do for three months, all in a way to strengthen and condition yourself to not go fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas this, I think it, um, there, <laughs> there's one should practice caution. Yeah. Yeah. As we will see, because there's some people that have escaped from Ekinkar, but their their minds didn't. Oh boy! Thank yeah. You for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, like I said, primary to the teaching is the belief that you can experience your soul outside of your body. Yeah. Through soul travel or astral projection, lucid dreaming, and I have a clip of Harold Klemp talk about this. At least a little bit, begin remembering your dreams to get an idea of who and what you are as soul. That's clamp. Because you will have, you'll see things, you'll gain wisdom. Sometimes you go to temples of golden wisdom where some of the Ek Masters will be teaching you in the dream state and they'll be giving you spiritual exercises. These exercises can help you travel further into the dream worlds or get deeper insights into the secret laws of life. In other words, you may get a better understanding of the law of cause and effect. Not the fact that it exists, but how does it work out in your everyday life? It helps you, the dream state can help you to see a cause that has occurred in your life maybe two, three weeks ago, and the effect that is now showing up today or in the last day or so. And you begin to put two and two together and you realize from this that most of the misery or happiness that you have in your life today, you have made for yourself. I don't like him telling people that most of the misery in their life they've made for themselves. I appreciate well, him saying end happiness. Well, that's standard like new like, thought. I know. I don't like it. Which is another particularly American Ew. philosophy. I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. so gross What's to tell people that like your misery is your fault. It's cause and effect. It's karma. They're all about the karma. It's also an outshoot of like Protestant asceticism and shit where like, yeah, you know, you, you get what you deserve. Like, yeah. pro like Protestantism uh, has a lot of like, if you're rich, it's because God blessed you with right. riches because you're a good person. And so there, if you're a rich person, you are necessarily a good person because if you weren't a good person, you wouldn't get the money. Right. If you're a poor person, you have to necessarily. Now we're talking that. about it in the context of in dreams, seeing cause and effect. And of course, in real life, too, they still adhere to that. I thought he was saying that like. you. We're, you oh, we're talking about dreams in this clip. Yeah. But like in your dreams, you'll see the reason why your real life is all fucked up. 
Yeah, That's or just um, not even why it's fucked up, but just the nature of cause and effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which can be as simple as like I watched the Eric Andre movie um, Bad Trip, and then a few nights later, I dreamt that there was a gorilla in my house that was coming everywhere, mm. and I was like, "That's literally what? in the movie." Jesus Christ! Like. So I'm like, okay, well, I know why that was in my dream is because of that scene in that movie. <laughs> like well, I guess you would then get a better understanding of how things you put effect. into yourself. I was like, come, come I was out. like, wow, that like that gorilla sexual assault scene like really stayed in my mind. I guess. I mean, like, it's not the thing that leaves easily. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That was that cause and effect. But so okay. Dreams are very important. In fact, in your first six months of membership, New Ekis, like when you get your first initiation, it's a given to you in a dream. <laughs> Isn't that something? Like you'll know that you've been initiated when you have the dream. That's a bold gamble. Yeah. So that, well, that weeds out like who's going to stay in it is who's subconscious oh, is most like a sponge to soak all this stuff up. Oh, wow. You know you're what? so right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people won't get initiated, but the ones who do, you've got them. You got them. Cause wow. you're in their dreams. Wow. That's a, you're that's locked a, in. That's a heck of an innovation in cult programming. It really is. That's a hell of it's an, it's really good. Oh God damn. It's very clever. I must say. I, yeah. I got to give it up. Yeah. That's Ooh. Because that, mm. even after researching this stuff for like a couple of days, I, I had a couple of, I had dreams about like the, the rod of Ek power <laughs> and I had a dream. Yeah, that was what the gorilla was holding, right? Yeah. Where I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was told to choose six personal masters for myself. And I, didn't, <laughs> I was like, no. So I was dreaming about this stuff. So I imagine if you're actually studying this, if you're like reading all the books and there's a shitload of books and you're watching the seminars and you're blah, 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 and you're incorporating this into your daily practice and they want you to spend at least like 15 minutes a day with this, then you will dream about it. And if you don't, then you'll probably say, eh, it's not for me. But if you stay with it and you're dreaming about it, then that validates everything that they're promising because they're talking about how you're going to, you're going to dream of these golden temples and you're going to, Harold Klemp is going to be there. It's going to set up a fucking, um, a feedback loop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm impressed and horrified at the same time. Yeah. That's And honestly, that. if it works, then you're lucky because- this is the only direct path to Sugmad. This is the only way that you can gain actual spiritual enlightenment. According to I can Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm yeah. It's like yeah. their their world building is dog shit. If Ekinkar was a was a video game, right? Their world building is complete dog shit. Mm -hmm. Names suck the fucking But their mechanics. God damn, they got some they're like they're like the Super Mario Brothers of fucking of new religions. Oh, if we went through some of Paul Twitchell's plagiarized books, he does include some passages that are like uh, very fascinating. And I'm not it's hard to tell what's what's from other sources and what's not. But like in his book, The Tiger's Fang, there's this whole passage about how he sees the entity Brahm and it presents itself to him as like this giant face coming out of like a cloud. Is that just his buddy Dick Braun? <laughs> so just as entering Ekinkar grants you the key to spiritual enlightenment, leaving it will take it away. 
In fact, Paul Twitchell once wrote, no one can leave the Eckmaster and go scot-free. They must pay the penalty. That's way more terrifying than it should be. <laughs> they must pay the penalty. What the fuck? What's the penalty? I don't know. I guess you have to keep going through the yeah. wheel of reincarnation, the wheel of 84, as they call yeah. it. The wheel of 84. I hate it. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. Another big thing about Ekin Carr is they're all about sound current. Like I said earlier with music. And yeah, with yeah. That was beautiful. That was the best of their offerings, by the way. There's a few <laughs> different songs on their YouTube, but that was my favorite. Uh, it's based on the concept of Shabda, which is a Sanskrit term translated variously. It could mean unstruck sound, audible life stream, or sound current. It's basically a sound that can be heard by a trained practitioner in meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen can, this concept before. Yeah, sort of use a sound as this uh, honing device, surrender to it, and go into these mystical states. And it yeah. usually maybe like an instrument, like flutes or violins or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, like unstruck sound means like like the gong that like rings, you know, yeah. eternally. The and gong they, that was not struck. They or, have this concept in the 11 realms that they have, you know, the six upper, the five lower, each of these realms has a corresponding sound or, that yeah. goes along with it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. And they also do this thing um, when they go, Hugh. Hugh? Hugh. 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 The healing power of Hugh. This is the most powerful sound in the world. You would have never guessed, right? Hugh. 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 Hugh Grant. Hugh. Oh, he's going to pop out from behind your couch. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Lowry. Hugh Lowry. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You got to have a British. Hugh. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's the only Hughes that I know. <laughs> Hugh Jess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is Hugh? We can have... Uh... We'd have three Harold Klemp explain it to us. Give it to me, Klemp. This word Hugh <laughs> is the ancient name for God, a love song to God. As you sang before, I think the most apt description that I can give of it is, is to say that when soul hears this sound, you can just simply say, soul has heard and is yearning to go. Soul has heard and is yearning to return home. Ew. To God. What? What the fuck like, are you talking about, Clem? Okay, so what? Do you feel any more cleared up about what is Hugh? Absolutely it's, not. Yeah, no, no, no it's no, no. very ambiguous. Now that we've learned what the Hugh is, or at least a close approximation of it, I guess. The Hugh. What can the Hugh <laughs> do for you? Can it do anything for me? Yeah, I can do a lot. Let's Harold Klemp will tell you what I can do for you. Why do we gotta keep listening to Klemp? Klemp. I he's hate the Klemp. Vo- he's the voice of the movement. We don't even know who Klemp is yet. Yeah, right. Well, he is the living Eckmaster. He's, he's the living Eckmaster. Yeah. He's Hugh can protect. Hugh can give love. <laughs> Hugh can heal. Can do all these things. Wow. Can give peace of mind. Holy shit. All these things. Hugh it doesn't mean forever. It just means that if you face a crisis of some kind or other, remember to chant Hugh. Sing Hugh to yourself or sing it out loud if no one's around. What? I just like, 
So you're placing a lot on Hugh's shoulders. You really are. You know, I don't know if Hugh's ready for that type of commitment. Like fucking Hugh. Hugh. There's a Hugh app for iPhone and Android and probably, I don't know, other phones maybe that you get apps on. So I downloaded it, of course. Yeah, of course, of course you, you know. got And this app, it's not great. No? It's literally, it's just a 20-minute recording of people going Hugh. Really? And it seems like the, the standard way for people to chant Hugh is sort of all in a chorus. And they're going Hugh. Yeah. And they all like sort of chime in so when you open the app it says hue experience the god sound not bad i like the colors yeah it's I like, like the a, font. a beautiful sort of sunrise uh sky background and then yellow text it says hue at top and then you have four options you can listen watch try or more is it all just the same recording <laughs> Yeah, you. it's a 20-minute recording, the same thing, that you can just listen to over and over again. Here, I'll play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it's, oh my it's beautiful. It, yeah. It's, it's not, beautiful. It's not, it's not not beautiful. Yeah. So, of course. Goofy is all hell, but. Yeah. It gives you, it suggests three different ways that to experience you. <laughs> Number one, just find a quiet, comfortable place. Close your eyes. Look into your spiritual eye. That point above and between your eyebrows. Yes, yeah. like your third eye. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fill your heart with love and sing hue in a long, drawn-out sound. And take another breath and sing it again. And do this for 20 minutes. Yeah. This... And you got to do this every single day. Oh, you know, it's just like, it's no different than, you know, these magical practices and Hindu traditions, Buddhist traditions, yogic traditions, Western esoteric traditions. It's all the same shit. Yeah. This is just, I mean, they, this works instead of, it's just, instead of fucking, uh, you know, doing the same thing, the same practice and then chanting a like devotional mantra to Shiva or mm-hmm. Nash or like you're chanting the dumbed down Kentucky bumblefuck version of it. It's I mean, just I, you. I That's all you need. I won't say that it doesn't work. Yeah, like, of it course doesn't it do does. Something. Yeah. In fact, like, remember we came across this video of a girl talking about how she was about to get hit by a semi-truck while <laughs> driving her car, and then she closed her eyes and she went, you, 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 and then when she opened them, everything was okay. She didn't die. Yeah, she was alive. So yeah. Hugh can do a lot. And also, the kids love it. <laughs> There's a video of, like, you know, some some kids' testimonial of how much they love the Hugh. I mean, like, come on. So, (laughs) come on, Ekinkar. What the fuck are we doing here? The Hue is. These are teenagers. An amazing love song to overcome. These are high school students. It makes me feel more comfortable and keeps me calm. The Hue always fills me with so much light and energy. When I'm singing, I pour forth my entire being just to connect with spirit, to open up my heart. It reminds me that I'm never alone. 
like heading to one of the wonders of the world. Unless you've been there, you can't understand what it's like. I love the hue, and I think anyone, regardless of their religion, should try it. I sing hue to find the answers to all of my questions. The hue makes me feel like I always have somebody who has my back. The hue is your own experience. It opens my heart completely. It just throws those doors wide open and allows me to love life. What I love about the hue is that there's no set time to sing it. You can sing it under any circumstances, any time of day. I sing it morning, noon, and night. The hue sets the tone for my day. I sing the hue whenever and wherever I need to. I get very comfortable. Lying down or sitting up. Put my feet on the ground. I take a few deep breaths. I think of something that I love. Close my eyes. Focus on my spiritual eye. Let my worries just kind of melt away. I get calm. And then just let it out like this. Wow. Can I say may the blessings be? The I feel like I'm choir of angels. God damn. It's so silly. <laughs> and so Hugh is like the main thing. Oh, no. Like, that's, I'm like, going to say the main thing is that these are the most middle American looking fucking teenagers I have ever seen in my goddamn yeah. life. They're on your football teams. They're in your fucking your uh -huh. bake sales and shit. This is not some new age hippie sandal wearing cultural appropriating this is america yeah. this is fucking they any fucking midwest heartland looking fucking kids holy shit well, their main temple is in minnesota yeah so yeah it is fuck yeah it is yeah <laughs> fuck yeah it is Wait, that's why I, we've never really ran into it since we live in we live in new england yeah, I can't imagine that the local Ekinkar temple has much of an attendance, but you know what? These I'm willing to be proved wrong. <laughs> These masters are fucking corn fed, dog. Yeah. <laughs> corn fed masters. Wow. Okay. Woo! So, like I said earlier, they're also about like this reincarnation stuff and being a mineral and then you're a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's the the only shortcut to God realization, or as as Paul Twitchell called it, becoming the God man. God man. Yeah, became <laughs> the God man. Um, you got to meet and follow the living Eckmaster, and just that alone will burn away eons of karmic debt if you just decide to submit to the living Eckmaster. That will free your soul from endless rebirths. Do you know how, you know, sometimes we're doing an episode and the full weight of the horror that we've uncovered sets in. Yeah. <laughs> the full weight of the hilarity about all this just set in for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. it's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, really, really. Come on. Just some guy being like, hey, you got to listen to me. You gotta listen to me or you're never getting out of here. What? Like, okay. Water must I'd be like, um, leave me alone. <laughs> water must flow to all, fill all cracks, all crevices. It's true. Corn-fed masters didn't exist. There needed to be corn-fed masters. They couldn't yeah. ha be from the same tradition because that's f fucking hippie 
liberal California shit, oh even God. though they're Nazis. Even um, though they're they're fucking Nazis, but these guys wouldn't go for that. Not these nice Minnesotans. No. Well, it started in California, then it went to Las Vegas, then it went back to California, then it went to Minnesota. Oh, it's been all over, huh? Yeah. I would love Ekin, Las Vegas Ekin car. And they, they have 364 shit. locations, I believe. Wow. Or more. So, like, there's, there's Ek temples all around. Indeed. Yeah. So Sri Paul Twitchell, he has plans, right? Yeah. He's going to be training this child to be the next Mahanta. And this is going to take a process of like 15 years. And this child is going to follow in his footsteps. Hell yeah. But instead, Sri Paul Twitchell translates from the physical world. That is to say, he died. He just fucking dies? Yeah. Hell yeah. On September 17th, 1971. So that didn't last long. No, wow. <laughs> no, not at all. Damn. Some say he was poisoned. Others say it's a heart attack. That's the, really? That's the pervading theory is that he, it was just a heart attack. But whatever the cause was, it happened in Cincinnati. What a place to die. <laughs> no one wants to die in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's where it happened. No one wants to die. Appar yeah, there, apparently there's this whole big story about like the lurid details of his death, but it can't be put on record, and I want to know. I mean, look, Paul sucked at a lot of things, most things yeah. in his life, the vast majority of things. He didn't actually show a huge talent for organizational skills, public speaking. Oh, not at all. Right. Gail really took the... Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know much about Gale, do we? Mm. Only a man can be an Eckmaster. Yeah, right? God. It's not uh it's not male chauvinism. Right. It's a fucking cover. <laughs> it's a smoke screen. I would That's uh, my bet's on Gale. Yeah. 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 Find every great woman. Honestly, behind okay. every great man, there's okay. a great woman, and behind you every could be onto something. Woman, a great woman. Because here's what happens next. Okay, so with yeah. with Paul Twitchell dead, we have to have the next Mahanta. There has the chain has, must be unbroken. Yeah. So, Where are they getting this next Mahanta from? Where's the golden child? His name is Darwin Gross. <laughs> Fuck off. And he's <laughs> he's Paul's most influential prodigy, a.k.a. the one who was fucking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking Gale. Gross was fucking Gale? Gross was fucking Gale. Yep. And then Paul died. So that's <laughs> awfully convenient for their affair, isn't it? To end their religion. Yeah, right? There's, oh, like, this happened in Church Universal and Triumphant, too. Sure it did. Like, with these... No, but don't you dare put Mark Profit in the same category as Paul Twitchell. Uh, Mark wait, Profit is so... There hasn't been enough so written much. on how Paul Twitchell feels about farting, so... There's so much... Mark Profit's so much more dense. He says yeah. he he's, has so much more weight as a character, you know? You kind of want to see him. It's true. I would so, see him speak. I would not give a shit about Paul Twitchell. That's, yeah, you I know? agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. So after Twitchell's passing, his uh, wife, Gail, his widow, Gail, 
reveals that Paul had come to her in a dream and declared that Darwin would be the new Mahanta. So. Mahanta away. Gross. What do you got? All right. I think that's where we're going to cut this one off. Yeah. And we'll pick up with more about Darwin and then we'll talk about Harold and the other 970 Eckmasters. Who the fuck are they? Yeah. And what our tarot pole means. Yeah. And we'll also talk about how Harold Klemp is causing this poor man named Joseph Sykes diarrhea. (laughs) I really can't wait. To know more about right. that. Because this is kind of the point in which it turns into the religion of middle America that it then yeah. becomes. Yeah. And how the first initiation happens in a dream. And by the fifth initi- initiation, which happens maybe a decade later, they're telling you to blackmail your peers. Hell yeah. So, well, yeah, that's we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on all the social media sites. Anywhere you want, you can follow us. You'll find us. You got it. It's the Nonsense Bazaar. Mm-hmm. We're each individually on there, too. You can follow us on Twitter if you if you want. Yep. Willow Truman. Sequoia Kennedy. You know what it is. All right, guys. Well, take care. Be well. See you on the flippity flip. See you on the flippity flip. Flippity Bye. dip. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>